This is the How'd You Do It podcast, and I'm your host, Lyle Wilkes. I believe that people have more to offer and knowledge to share than they ever give themselves credit for. So with that, my goal is to deep dive into the success stories of business owners, entrepreneurs, and community icons so they can share the road they traveled and what they learned along the way. Welcome to the How'd You Do It podcast, and I'm your host, Lyle Wilkes. This episode is with my good friend, Michael Morgan, with First Community Bank. Um, He has years and 35 years of experience in the banking world. He knows a thing or two about it. Um, And I look up to him in a lot of different ways. And one of the biggest things is is his community involvement and what he does to give back to the people who support him. Uh, We deep dive into a lot of different thought processes and the business of banking. Um, And I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Well, Michael, I'm glad to have you on. you're one of the people that I've looked up to a lot of ways, um, especially from the community involvement standpoint. You know, I, I, I see you just everywhere, and I think you've got a lot more knowledge and story to tell than you give yourself credit for. Because I know when I was reaching out to you, it's like, I don't know if anybody wants to hear my story, but I think you'd be surprised. So, Well, I appreciate you saying that and appreciate you having me here today. Yeah, for sure. So where did it all start? Because you've, you've been in the banking industry for a very, very long time. So when you graduated high school, you you just knew that's what you wanted to do? or No, that was not at all the case. Um, 35 years just completed in the banking industry. And basically, I like to tell people, I didn't find banking. Banking found me. Okay. Um, I always enjoyed numbers. At first, I thought I wanted to be an electrical engineer. And so I spent the first year at Auburn with that as an intention on a scholarship. Uh, after that, my scholarship wasn't renewed. I joined the Alabama Army National Guard in order to pay for my school. Okay. Came back. I was living back in my hometown and was working a summer job prior to uh, AUM starting. And I get a call one morning, and it was a lady who uh, had known me growing up, worked with our youth at church, and she said, hey, would you like to come to work at the bank as our night operator, processing the bank after hours, that sort of thing? And I said, that would work out great with going to school. And so I started out there, uh, worked as a night operator uh, while I was going to school. And at the time I graduated, I had asked the senior management then, the, the our president CEOs, both would they allow me to use them as reference? And they said, well, would you like to hang around? And at the time I thought, you know what? I enjoy banking, what I'd learned about it, but I also enjoy people. And yeah. so I thought maybe this will work. And yeah. After 35 years, it turned out it did. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because I can relate because when I was going to college, I didn't finish college, but when I was going to college, I wanted to be a mechanical engineer, you know, and I was uh, going to school at night as well. I was working during the day as a mechanic and eventually led me into real estate. And what led me into real estate was the people business, you know, like when I realized that you could have fun while working, like that's what Absolutely. I really wanted. You know, it's the most rewarding thing I've ever experienced too, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you started in college working at the bank, and you, they offered you a job, of course. So what was like your first role in the banking field? So out of college, uh, they asked me, there was a, a gentleman who'd been in the Millbrook office for a long time, and they asked me if I would be interested in being a loan officer in that area. And he was going to be retiring, and they wanted to train me and allow me to do that. And so I, I got into the role of loan officer, started out with mainly consumer type stuff and ventured over into the commercial loans as well and, and really enjoyed it from the start because as I said I always had kind of a math, a love for math. And so yeah. the numbers side and the finance were, you know, numbers are exact. It's an exact science. Yeah. That was appealing to me. But then when you saw that the other side of that, there's people over there, whether it's a consumer or the business, 
that's the side we always like to say banking is sort of half science, half art. Yeah. And those people who can really blend the two together seem to do better than most. What do you like about the number aspect of it? Well, one of the main things is that numbers are, as I said, it's a definite science. It's right or wrong. Yeah. You, you can, you can, you know, you come up with the answer, you have the answer. <laughs> yeah. You figure out the ratios, you look at the things you need to look at for a bank or, you know, for determining a credit worthiness on a loan, something like that. That part's easy because yeah. it's always the numbers are always going to be what they are. But how you interpret those numbers, how you look at the people behind those numbers, especially in the case of a loan, that's where it gets different. That's where I started enjoying meeting the people, seeing the different walks of life that they came from, being involved in you, – if you may not think about it, but in the banking world, you see people when they – buy a new home, yeah. when they have the birth of a child, when they start a business, when they have a wedding, uh, and, and unfortunately, sometimes when they have someone pass away, you, you see the highs and the lows in their life, and you get to be a part of the, their life. I was about to life. say, you're, you're, a, you're a big part of that, because you're, 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 you know, you're loaning the money to make things happen. So. We li yeah. like to think that if you're doing it the right way, you do become a big part of that, and it yeah. becomes a relationship. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So you, how long did you stay as a loan originator? I was a loan officer um, really all the way uh, up through and including, okay, a little more of the story back. Uh, we were at bank, First National Bank of Wetumpka had been there for many years since 1905. Uh, the bank sold out in 19, late 19, right before 2000. We had the opportunity to be a part of starting up a new bank. So in August of 2001, we opened First Community Bank, and I was able to start there at the position of a senior lender. And so that was an opportunity to work with all of the different lenders, still staying on the lending side of the bank. Yeah. Yeah. So what So what was the shift like for that? Because were you still direct consumer on a lot of day-to-day -day basis or were you more in the management role? Not, not nearly. Role? Still doing it the size we were at the time. There was a transition from doing a little bit of that still, but also working with all of the other lenders. And so that was, you're there again, you're, you're looking at it from a perspective of, I've got to service these customers, but now I have to service this group of lenders as well and be their go-to for things. And so that was uh, another adventure. And, 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 and I enjoyed it really well. We had some really great people and a great team. Yeah. What was that like though? Because for one, for the way I look at it is, is that you, you moved very quickly into a leadership role, right? And so there's almost like the accountability aspect of that, like with managing people and making sure that they're taken care of. Plus, you have to balance the, you know, your actual clients sure. that walk in. So what, tell a little bit sure. about that. It was a little bit of a challenge. As sometimes you're wearing two different hats and you had to make sure you allocated enough time for that during the day for both of those. And quickly that transitioned into not necessarily dealing as much with the direct lending side and dealing more with the, yeah. the administration administrative side of loans. Which one did you enjoy more? Uh, honestly, you know, I enjoyed the ability to have a bigger position in the bank and in the direction of where things were going, but I always missed the dealing one-on-one -on -one with the people. And I don't think I ever really let that go. Yeah. I just really didn't. The relationships, no matter what, are always the most important thing to me. Yeah. I always looked at it uh, all the way up through my years. There's three different people groups that we were responsible to. It was customers, employees, and the shareholders. Yeah. And so I always looked at it from the perspective of, you know, you treat the people on your team right, you treat those employees, they're going to take care of the customers, which is going to take care of the shareholder. Yeah, for sure. It's just a trickle-down effect. Absolutely. It's one big system. There's not, you know, pieces of the puzzle, cogs in the wheel. There's all types of different metaphors. Everyone's important, though. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So how long did you stay? In, and I didn't think about it, but you were, you've been on the ground floor of First Community. Yeah, so yeah. that's the very uh, beginning. That, yeah. That's one of the biggest blessings that I, you know, sometimes things happen in life and you think, oh, this is horrible. And so I had in my mind, I'd, I'd really fall in love with being in the banking business and thought, that first national bank was going to be the rest of my life. And yeah. so when the sale, I thought this is not good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like so many times, God's just opening another door. And yeah. so I was blessed for a great group of people that uh, helped to organize first community bank and to start the bank. So I got the opportunity to be on the original board of directors and be involved with that group. And it, it was truly a blessing, yeah. an opportunity to, to help the community provide something that I think they really truly needed, which was a local financial, institution. Yeah. And so being a part of that was a really huge thing. That's awesome. What was one of the biggest challenges when it first started? Like, Honestly, uh, when it first started, one of, it's hard to believe, but one of the f- biggest challenges was keeping up with great. We were, there were so many people who had been loyal customers who appreciated that hands-on relationship as we've been talking about knowing their banker, knowing where decisions were made. And so many people wanted that, that that initial onslaught of customers. I mean, we had deposit people there opening accounts way after hours and doing things. We we were just growing really quickly. So keeping up with the growth was the biggest challenge. It, it was. Well, that's a good problem to have. It, it, it really was. <laughs> I think most business owners that, out there were like, I that, wish I had that problem. That's that's that honeymoon phase yeah. you go through. You know? Then it gets to, okay, you're not the new bank anymore. Yeah. You, now you're out there with everybody else in a competitive playing field. What? So growth was the challenges, but what problems did the 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 immediate growth bring? Would you just not have enough people and systems in place or? No, actually. And, and I say it was, it, it wasn't a, it was just what kept you the kept, most occupied. I got you. Yeah. I we, you. we had positioned ourselves and planned for it, knew that there was going to probably be an initial uh, surge. And yeah. so we, we were well prepared for that. Yeah, I got you. So you were, you're, you're over the, the loan officers and the lending side of the bank. When did you make your next transfer? Uh, our, when our, CEO prior to me at the bank uh, retired. The year before he retired, he retired at the end of 2013. And so at the end of 2012, when he they appointed me president that year because he had been president and CEO. So I was president for one year while he was still there as CEO. And then when he re- retired fully, I became CEO. Were you, did you knew that was coming, or was it a big shock to you, or was that the plan all along? I, I had been involved in the transition up through the ranks with yeah. that group. Uh, certainly wasn't something I took for granted, yeah. uh, and, and so I won't say totally shocked, but certainly um, felt it was an honor and a privilege yeah. to do that uh, and enjoyed every minute of it. I, I, it was a blessing to yeah. work with the, and be surrounded by the team of people, the board of directors that we have, the, the team from top to bottom, everybody. We, we got some really good people. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what was, was it kind of just a bigger, bigger management style? Because how many people were you, were you over at that point? Well, at at that point, it was probably 85 or so, I'm going to guess. Because, you know, I retired obviously at the end of 2023. And at that time, we probably had around 110 employees. Yeah. 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 So what's it like trying to keep every, like every, you know, herding cat, so to speak, like trying to keep everybody moving in one direction, keep the culture strong? Like, what's that like? People are always, that's that's the thing you want to take the most time to care. And so our goal was always to try to provide an environment where people wanted to be, where they want to come to work. Because as you know, uh, the world we live in today, uh, people can make a change easily. They can go to the remote side of things. People certainly have options out there for those that are willing to work. And so 
I always thought it's fun. People would ask, and I guess along the Chick-fil-A model, people would say, how do you always end up with the nicest people in the lobby? The, the customer experience to us is what was valuable. And, you know, we said it's not so much a training thing. It's just a culture that's ingrained. We hire people who like people yeah. because at the end of the day, we're all in a people business. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And I think a lot of businesses take that for granted. Like they, they focus so much on customer satisfaction, right? Like it's like we offer a good loan product or a good, you know, you know, account services or whatever it is in the banking world. I'm not that familiar with it, but they miss out on the aspect of how they feel when they are doing business with you. And I think that's important. The, the delivery is yes. everything. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. honestly, with the mentor that I had when I told you I went over to the Millwork side – he was all about – one of the things I remembered he would say, he said, I don't care how good a product you have. If nobody comes through that door, yeah. you don't have anything. And obviously now if nobody comes to you online or wherever, so there's sure. multiple ways they can get to you. But the concept is still the same. You've got to want to have that customer experience to be the reason they want to do business with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was – I can't remember who it was, but someone told me years and years ago is that people forget what they did from you, did for you, did for them, right? But they always remember the way you feel every single time. And that goes back to that customer experience. And I think that's why First Community is still just a strong staple and has continued to grow, you know? I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, there obviously there are a lot of good financial institutions out there. Yeah. People have more alternatives than ever now. And so the differentiator that we have is we feel like there will always be room for a local institution where people um, – you've got access to decision makers. You can even go in one of our locations and just the way the building is set up, our offices for our C-suite type people from CEO to – they open to the lobby. They're they're not hidden behind three layers of assistance. They're they're there for customer interaction. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that's pretty. That's an intentional way to set up the building. It, it yeah. was. It really was because that's that's who we are, and that's what we want to portray to our customers. Yeah, because I do the same thing in my offices. Everything's got glass, right? Like because I want you to be able to see in. No, you know, if you need me, you can wave. You can. I want you. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's really really important. So I know you've been in it forever. So what was the uh, great financial crisis like? <laughs> it was interesting. Um, yeah, during that time frame, fortunately, we were, um, I guess, benef the beneficiaries of having some common sense on the front side of that thing. We never uh, – and, and, too, we were in a great area for that. You know, a lot of the rest of the country experienced things way worse than we did. But from our perspective, uh, we were in primarily Elmore and Otago counties, really yeah. strong markets. That So we, we didn't really have all of the boom that everybody else had, so we didn't have all of the bust. And, and we'd tried to have a pretty cre uh, conservative credit culture on the front side. So there was a little slowdown, but it wasn't really the major impact to us that, that a lot of banks saw. Gotcha. So you guys were able to just keep plugging along. We, yeah. we, we really did. We, we were very fortunate. Um, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Though. That's awesome. So so with the, the CEO, we'll go back to the CEO position. Was there anything like that you did when you took that role that you wanted to do differently or change or improve on? Now, really, the bar had been set really high in our institution, and yeah. we, we uh, one of the sayings we have, it's a really big ship, yeah. and so it turns really slowly, and yeah. so there was really no desire to make any sort of major moves. My predecessor did an outstanding job, set the culture. Um, he was just he was a really good leader there, and so I had great examples to follow, and so there weren't any huge major changes now. Yeah, so I, one thing I really look up to you on is the fact that you are everywhere in person, right? You know, Try like, at, well, yeah, every networking event, every like like community get together, I just I, I see you there, and so why do you do that? Well, I'll be honest with you, I, part of that is. is 
at, through the years, as things have evolved, I've seen it as a strong suit, or I like to think of it as a strong suit of mine, and, and I truly enjoy, because we, we talked a little bit about it earlier, in the banking world, and, and it blends all of those roles from when, when you were a direct consumer lender, when you were a business when you were administrative roles, all those things pieced together to the, the life interactions that we were talking about. And so you see, well, I'm getting to be a part of this community. And yeah. so I want to give back here. And it's genuine. It's not, I mean, it works well for the bank if you're doing that. Uh, but generally to be involved locally, to see where, where do your advertising dollars go? Well, we're, we're out there. You see our name on the Little League team. Yeah. You see us involved volunteering. You yeah. see us out there with the civic clubs. And and it's generally something that I enjoy, and I see the benefit of. It's better for all of us when things like that happen. Yeah. I've gotten to know some people because I appreciate you saying, but I'm not the one that's everywhere. I see some people that, and you're at a ton of places, but I see people that I go, they give a, a lot to our communities. Yeah, they just really do of their free time, and there are people who are retired that do that. There are people who work that do that. Yeah, yeah, I. I... I've learned that the more you give, just the better things work out, like every single time. And I think a lot of it is is that, like, because I like to study things. You're, you're a numbers guy, but I like to understand things and the way they work. And what I, what I, through books and, and talking with people, and I think the fastest way to build trust is through transparency, right? Sure. And, and Zig Ziglar said it the best is nobody, nobody cares what you have to say until they know that you care, right? The easiest way to show somebody you care is to show up and be there and help. Offer something. Be of value, you know. And so I, I think if you want to build a – like you were talking about the, the banking industry and First Community, if you want to build that culture, you got to do the actions. you got to show up. And I don't know. I, I, I really believe in that. And I, I think First Community really, you know, embodies that. When you walk in, everyone greets you with a smile on their we face. We appreciate that. Yeah. I think that's awesome. So. And it's a rewarding feeling to get to when you're driving around town or when you're just looking and you say – you know, we had a small part in helping that new business to be there. Or yeah. there's a new home with a family in it, and, and we had a small part in helping them to achieve that. The, the yeah. things, you know, because I said it's life milestones for these people that they're reaching. And so they could choose to go anywhere and yeah. do this. And for them to choose us is a privilege, and we like to look at it that way and show the appreciation back to the community. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Do you, like, through the years, is it? do you guys focus on the, we'll call it, residential consumer, you know what I'm saying? Or do you like to do a lot in the commercial side of things as well? We're pretty well balanced. Obviously, yeah. in our area, the numbers can get bigger sometimes on the commercial side of yeah. things and then the commercial real estate loans in particular. But uh, we've always been a strong uh, residential construction lender. Yeah. Uh, you continue to, as things evolve over time, consumers have lots of options, as we said. So things like automobile loans and all, the existing customers tend to be the ones more likely to utilize us for those, whereas Lots of people are just going straight to the dealership. People are going online. There's a myriad of different options for them. But we, I would say pretty well balanced. Yeah. yeah. What are some of the big commercial projects you've been a part of? Well, we, we've gotten to do everything from uh, just private businesses to be involved with health care facilities, which is one of the ones that I was most proud of in the Wetumpka area and bringing it there. So governmental things that we've helped uh, municipalities or the yeah. counties to do, uh, those are always rewarding as well because you get an insight then into how those things are working. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Now I know you invited me to the uh, Wetumpka Trade Center, like uh, their big grant. Yeah, and I or the technical the career tech yes, center. Career tech center. Excuse me. And I I was fun- like, do you guys have any involvement in that as well? We didn't really directly in that one. We yeah. do a lot with the schools and stuff. But yeah, that is a, it's a gym and blown away, man. Yeah, like, I mean, like just the the facilities there alone. Like, because when I was there, like you know, in the mechanic shop, it was like a one bay. You know, yeah. we had a couple of lawnmowers somebody dropped off. We could work on. But now, I mean, there's there's you know, airplane mechanics, the construction, the the electrical. I mean, there is so much to offer there. There so. really is. It, it's a unique opportunity for young people who you know because. College isn't for everybody. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think my daughter said it best. The world has a little backwards that you should have everything figured out when you're 18 and know exactly what you want to do. Um, you've taken down a little bit of different road before you ended up in real yeah, estate. Yeah. Um, this just provides opportunities for jobs that are really in demand for yeah. those young people. And so anybody out there that hasn't seen it, and Otago County has one as well that is quite impressive. But yeah. the things they're doing there, th- those young people are coming out with a real skill set, uh, certified credentials, and they're going to work. Yeah, I, and I just – the opportunity there is unreal. And I think skills are important, you know. For such a long time, it seems like everyone pushed for that college degree. And I'm not discounting that by any means. There's, yeah. a, there's a time and place for it. But at the same time, with that push for the college degree, I feel like everyone discounted the skill set. And, and almost, I'm not going to use the word degraded, but it just wasn't, you know, good enough, right? Like, you know. You're, you're right. And one of the, yeah. I'll tell you, one of the primary challenges with, because as you know, I've been on the Elmore County Board of Education for yeah. a little over 10 years now. And so yeah. I had a unique opportunity to see that from the inside. And when they made that transition to expanding the offerings at the Career Tech Center, um, one of the primary challenges at the time, uh, Dr. Jimmy Hull was there. He'd taken over. And it was the battle with the parents about yeah. perception. It was my, my child's not going to trade school. And yeah. so the rebranding that as a career technical center and also including things like dual enrollment for college and that sort of thing so that all those kids were together going to that campus uh, has been extremely successful. Yeah, yeah, but that was a but that was a major uh, hurdle. Yeah, in the process, per- perception probably was the word I was looking for because it just it it was it was looked down upon. Right, it, it was at you one know, time, and you know, and even coming from a a skill background, being a mechanic for a long time, people looked at me you know a little different than they look at, and that's just part of it, you know. But it's unfortunate because if they knew what the opportunities that some of these young people can make with the careers they're getting, it's they would. Unbel- they would Look yeah. up to it. <laughs> yeah, zero zero student loan debt, and all of a sudden Absolutely. you're making six figures within Absolutely. eight months. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's we, just we got such the, an opportunity. We got the new diesel mechanic program yeah. over there now, which is they're extremely high demand. Yeah. Uh, HVAC, the aviation program that I don't think a lot of people just don't realize the opportunities that are out there. No, no, and I I don't think people realize the 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 environment. That, that that place is like I mean it just I was blown away uh, especially yeah. from what I knew what it was to where it is now it's just unbelievable well I'm I'm glad you took the opportunity to come yeah. over there because in your profession yeah. you're the one marketing our area selling yeah. it to people and so when you know about those things and those opportunities and you're talking to families it yeah. gives you something else to tout as far as what's available yes absolutely what what was it like on why did you get involved in the Board of Education? Well, there again, just like the banking thing, yeah. um, Board of Education kind of found me. I didn't find uh, at okay. the time um, the the board member who was in the district where I live was moving out of the district, and so <clears throat> the current superintendent and deputy superintendent at the time um, they went through a process of seeking people that were interested. They came and talked to me and asked if I would have any interest in allowing them to appoint me to fulfill the unexpired portion of that term. 
And so obviously I, I sat down, talked about it, prayed about it, and uh, talked with the bank about it and what their perception would be. And as always, they were very supportive because, as you've mentioned, they've always wanted us to be very community-minded and involved in the community. And so I agreed, and they were rightfully so. Their ask was, we don't want you to accept this appointment unless you're willing to run for it when it, re-election time comes up. And I always I, I shy away from that. <laughs> I, I, I was more than willing to do it, but I was like, I am not a politician. I don't, yeah. I don't consider it running for. If I'm at any event and they say, yeah. all elected officials stand, I was like, I'm not elected. I'm yeah. a guy who cares about students. Um, yes. I'm a product of the public school system in Elmore County. Wanted to do whatever I could to help contribute. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what were some of the things you were involved in while serving on the board? Uh, it's been uh, interesting. The things you get. Know, obviously, always there's it, over thirteen hundred employees. So there's always personnel items that are ongoing. Uh, the construction projects and trying just learning. Uh, one of the biggest things is learning the funding sources that come in and and the real challenges of living in an area where uh, we're at the base ten mil, the minimum required or the by law. Uh, yeah. And so there's challenges that go along with that with your budget. Um, but public education, you can see this. You know, we're, we're blessed in Elmore and Natalga counties with good school systems. I think it's been a catalyst for growth. You're a realtor. You know, oh, you know that. People come here for the <clears throat> school systems. And, and I try to tell everyone, even the people that say, well, I don't, I don't have a kid in school, so it doesn't matter. It, it matters because if you want to know quality of public schools has everything to do with the property values, as you know. It has to do with crime rates. It has to do with availability of workforce. There, there are just so many things that are touched by that. And it's going to have to do with what uh, commercial offerings come here, what stores choose to locate here, what restaurants choose to locate oh, here. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're going to follow the rooftops. Well, I mean, the, the education, the, the schools are the, the start of the next 15, 20 years. Absolutely. And a lot of people forget about that. Like if we're not pouring into that and giving that our time, energy, and effort – 10, 15 years, you can hang it up. Exactly. You know? yeah. And and then that property you invested in is going down instead of watching it continue to appreciate as we've been fortunate to see. Yes, yes. So it so, turns yeah. out helping others really helps yourself, Absolutely. right? Yeah. It, it, it does. But but yeah. it's, it's extremely important to know, yeah. to know the value of, of what schools bring, what quality schools bring. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned not being a politician. Why didn't you ever want to venture into that? You know, I just feel like... When you get out there, and, and first I'll say, I'm thankful. We got some great local people that yes, are, they're yeah. willing to subject themselves to the scrutiny that goes, because as we live in a world now where everyone's a keyboard warrior oh, and, yeah. and those who are, yeah. those who are not responsible for the decisions seem to be the best at making them. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and and yeah. so, and not to put anybody down, I, I just, I, I never really wanted to subject myself or my family to the political process. Yeah. I, I enjoy, and I've been fortunate because the times that I've had to run for re-election, I was ran unopposed. And, you know, they always say there's two ways to run, scared and unopposed. <laughs> and so uh, thankfully yeah. I've been blessed and I'm thankful for the local leadership that we do have. And even at the state level, our representation, but I just never thought it was for me. Yeah, I, I I'm can, a people pleaser of sorts, and I don't I don't want to see my name out there with the back and forth of because no matter what you do, you're not making everyone happy. No, no, no. I, and I I've I've been you know people have come up to me and asked me like, well, be involved in the town, be involved in things like that, and it's just maybe one day, maybe, yeah. but but right now there is no way. And I think I relate to you in the aspect of like I don't want to deal with the the 
the 5, 10, 20% that just hate my guts <laughs> because I have a certain opinion or whatever it is. You know? I, I think you have yeah. to be wired to take that Yes, and yeah. to be able to just slough it off and say, that I'm, I'm on a mission and I'm focused and I'm not going to worry about that. And I'm thankful for the people who do it that way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, really it takes am. a very, very special person. It does. I'm, I'm just, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will be on the back end behind the curtains, helping, doing whatever I can to make things happen. But on the, the forefront and I'm not, yeah, cause I don't, I don't necessarily like being in the spotlight either. I know? would agree. Yeah. Um, because I just, I, it, it's too much pressure, you know, too much pressure. And I just want to be the one that it's no, for myself, I guess I played a small part and that's good enough. I've you know? always enjoyed that philosophy at, at the bank with things. always, if things go really well, it's the team. It's amazing what you can get accomplished when you don't care who gets the credit. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, yeah, because when everyone, when everything goes right, it's the team. When everything goes wrong, it's, it's you, right? Yeah. It's, it's sometimes that's just the way it needs to be. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny is, it's not you said, I've never thought about it like that, but I don't mind taking the blame and taking the problem and trying to fix it. I don't, I don't mind that. But the being in the spotlight is probably what I have yeah, an issue I with. I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Board of Education, what else have you been involved in? Well, I currently serve on the uh, board for the Joe Sewell Scholarship Award. Okay. Um, I'm on the Hopeful Water System Board of Directors, yeah. uh, Alabama Bankers Association Board of Directors. Yeah. Um, so, Are there any anything changes or with the Banking Association? Is there anything new or anything exciting happening there? Or is it just crunching numbers? And, nah, there's yeah. always legislative <laughs> things that are ongoing down there. We were represented by a really good association that's always keeping us on the forefront of what's happening there. And then they also provide... Lots of networking and educational opportunities, so that's a great organization to, to be involved with. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. What do you do? I know you like to travel. So where, where you know, as as there big plans since the retirement started? Or one of the things. Well, for, first off, my, my my daughter. I have a, two adult children. One of them yeah. lives close by, so it's easy to get to see. The the other is in she and her husband are in Houston, Texas. So. Yeah. Obviously, since first of the year, I've already made a trip to Houston, and probably that would be a little more frequent to be able to get to see her. Um, but yeah, I love, love to travel. One of the things that's on the horizon for this year is a, 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 they were kind enough in a retirement kind of sense of a gift is a, a guided hike with through the Grand Canyon and Ooh. some of the slot canyons in Utah and uh, yeah. some kayaking on Lake Powell. So that kind of stuff is, is really appealing to me. What, what made you, because I'm real big into hiking and traveling and things like that. What, what's the appeal to you with it? I had just something about being outside in creation. You know, you could, and no offense to the people that love Disneyland and all the things where, you know, there's tons and crowds of people. But if you've ever been somewhere like Arches National Park in Utah and you're out a million acres of land and there's just, you're looking at creation and appreciating all the different land features and stuff. I, I would rather be out hiking somewhere or taking that in. Yeah. What's the, what's your favorite place you've gone to so far? Uh, probably some of the things out there in Utah, because for yeah. she, my daughter lived out there for a while and they've got like five, you know, national parks in the state and just some incredible scenery. It, yeah. it was fortunate enough to do the Angels Landing hike out there in Zion. Yes. So that was, that yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. My wife went to Zion National Park a couple yeah. years ago and it was just unbelievable what was out there. That That's one of the places I definitely want to go back to. It's incredible. And, and what was Angels Landing and the hike like? Uh, not going to lie. It was a little intimidating at times. I, I don't understand the people who do it when it's snowy or anything because when you get to that point where you're hanging on to the chains yeah yeah it's it's a little scary yeah yeah we we were going to do that but then we started looking at it and reading everything and i, I looked up a video on youtube and I, there's chains and stuff i was just like maybe not this one you know maybe not this one we'll get a little bit better prepared so. and there's a sign on it somewhere it says 
tells you how many people have died on that and not to be the oh, next yeah. one. So you're like, this is serious. <laughs> yeah, because we'll be hiking or whatever. And, and we're very, I mean, I'm in tennis shoes and I've got a fanny pack with some gummy worms in it and a <laughs> bottle of water. And I'm pa- Ready passing people with camel packs and like the sticks. And they're they're really serious. I'm like, maybe maybe this isn't the hike for us. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And you, you did a triathlon, right? Yeah, that was the one, I guess, um, goal that I set for a while. It was one of those things that you couldn't really, can't buy it, can't let somebody else do it. You just had to work for, and it, it took almost a year of my life getting ready for it. But yeah, it was it was a lot what of fun. What year was that? Uh, that was 2017. 17. What made you want to do it? Yeah, I had a friend who had done some. I kind of got involved in the trying to get in better shape, take care of myself as I was getting older. Yeah. And it, never really liked the swim, though, so I thought, eh, triathlon's not going to be for me. But once I realized that, yeah, you can do that. It, it's yeah. okay. Then it was, and, and you'll, I think, agree with this part. It, it's just like anything else you in the business world and where you realize it's so much more mental than it physical. Yeah. When you hear numbers of somebody riding a bike some distance or run, you say, that can't be done. But then when you work your way to get there and you go, oh, no, the mental perception changes. Oh, you can do that. Yeah. And so there, believing it is more than way more than half. Yeah. There was a buddy of mine um, I knew growing up, and we're still friends today, but uh, he was actually did the – I don't know a lot about it, but uh, he actually raced against Lance Armstrong when he was like 17. Like, I mean, he was a big in biking. He won state champions, all that. And I was like, how did you do it? Like, did you just have to train a lot? And he goes, no. You just have to be willing to hurt more than the other person. You enjoy suffering. That's it. That's all he said. And then I thought about it, and I thought about that that statement for a while, but I think most things in life are like that, you know? Like, you're, like, you're exactly right. Because yeah, you I was never one of the fastest. I wasn't going to be fast. My yeah. goal wasn't to – I was going to try to beat me, not anybody. I knew what pace I wanted to be at. Yeah. But just like you said, it's just willing to get out there and say, I'm just going to have to suffer through this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it was like just a personal goal for you that you it, wanted to accomplish? Was, yeah. yeah. Well, like, what, is there anything inside of you were a thought or just one of those things you wanted to do yeah it was and i think the, the thing i took away most from it and i think you can probably relate to this is back to life too is you know it the, accomplishing the goal seemed to be this overwhelming thing of yeah i wanted it but once it got there once you crossed that finish line it was like oh and and you realize the journey was so much more important than yeah. the medal or the oh i did it it was what you did to get there that yeah. was the thing you look back on and appreciated more than it was the the cold days when you ran and the hot days when you ran all the different things the ups the downs and you, the process yeah it's all yeah it's like the, the journey is better than the destination for sure for sure and and there's there's all kinds of different quotes like that but i think until you actually experience it you don't really understand it enough you don't embrace it enough because for me it was it was a lot of you know, like starting out, like I had goals and it was goals were always result orientated, you know? Right. And uh, it was like, I'm going to get the new truck. I'm going to get the big house. I'm going to get the acreage. I'm going to get investment properties. I'm going to do all of these different things. And it's like, I kept checking the boxes, right? Right. I kept checking the boxes and it's like, I was never satisfied. It's because I didn't necessarily enjoy the process or realize what the process was. It was, that's where the growth comes from. That's where the real accomplishments are. Yeah. So. I, th- I think that a lot of that comes with age. You yeah. Know? As we're yeah. younger, you're setting those goals out there. Yeah want to do those things what's next what's next yeah yeah and all the wise people i've talked to have tried to tell me these things but i guess i'm just too hard-headed i gotta <laughs> fail on my own to figure I, it out I, I think we all have to do that yeah to, yeah to some degree yeah for sure for sure do you got any other goals you're trying to accomplish or new stuff uh looking at some possibilities of signing up for not a full but maybe some lesser uh yeah. triathlon type things uh definitely with more time on my hands now i'm in exercising more i want to make that a priority um traveling more uh, and staying 
committed and involved. I've got more t- more a little more free time now, so I, I, I want to. I feel like it's my turn to try to give back more to the community. Yeah, yeah. What what does that look like for you as far as giving back more to the community? Because I I personally feel like you've given so much back and you have been involved. So what does that look like? What what plans? What marks do you want to leave? Uh, they're just there. There are a lot of really worthwhile organizations, and and yeah. even at the schools, people don't realize there's yeah. things you can do to volunteer at the schools. But we got a lot of you know throughout our area with food banks and things like that. So I think I'll find some of those to kind of get plugged in and maybe yeah. not be in a leadership position anywhere. Maybe not be, but just say, Hey, I'm the, I'm the guy that's plugging along, helping out. Yeah. There's a lot going on in just the tri-county area that I feel like all of these, these, these groups and organizations don't get enough spotlight. Like You're there's right. a lot of good going on. There's so much, there's so many people out there trying to help, trying to do better, make the community better, give back, but there's just not a lot of spotlight on it. Yeah. Unfortunately, know? that's not what gets most of the media attention. No, uh, no, but, people, but you're right. We have yeah. some really good groups, really some good people that head those up in our communities that we're fortunate to have. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the health thing, why do, why is that such an important role in your life and why do you make it a priority? Well, but honestly, and it's funny because our, our prior CEO, Trey Cosby, you know, we have some of this discussion back and forth, but, and it's not necessarily that I believe you're going to live any longer. Yeah. We, we talk about this, but you're going to enjoy the time, whatever time is allotted to you in your life, whatever days that God has numbered for you. Being healthy allows you to enjoy those so much more. The yes. mobility, the you know, just you wake up feeling good. I don't want to be that, you know, I, I look in the mirror and I see this gray hair, but I go, no, I, but I still want to be able to get out and do the exactly. things I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's kind of like my, you call it fitness journey or whatever you want to call it was actually because I've got scoliosis. And the chiropractor told me when I was like 11 or 12, couldn't figure out why my legs were hurting. So I thought it was yeah. growing pains or whatever. He's like, you got to build your muscles. And like, that's, that's what actually started it for me was it trying to be better. And for me, it, it's, it's a little deeper than enjoying just like knowing as I age, I will be able to enjoy it more, but it makes life easier because I'm committed to something I put in the importance. Yeah. So therefore it's easier for me to be more committed in other areas of my life and my business relationships, right. whatever it is. I think that's the one thing I wish I could go back and tell young Michael, Hey, pick this up earlier. And that's yeah. where I wish, you know, kids in school, high school, college, learn to love that and take it with them. Find you a sport, find something that's good for you. We're not all going to play football, baseball, and basketball for our entire life, but you can run, you can swim, you can ride a bike, you can do those things and take it with you throughout life. Yeah. I think just being active in general is important. It you is. Know? Um, and active in life, active in community, active, active, active. I think the people that you know, stop or, you know, retire or whatever yeah. it is. They seem to like this. They don't seem as happy as they were in the workforce or, you know, I'm, I'm not a rocking chair type guy. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be there. Yeah, even on my vacations and stuff like that. I'm, I'm good for about 30 minutes sitting on the beach. That's about, I max out there. Yeah. We would get along perfect. Yeah. Cause that's about me. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. My wife loves to hike and everything <laughs> else too. So yeah, we like to go, go, go. So, and going back to like with all of your years of experience with leadership, what was probably the best lesson you've learned with helping people and reach their potential and things like that? There'd be uh, that'd be an all day conversation with some of the we things. We got but time. One, one, yeah. one, one of the, the one of the things I think first of all you have to do, and that is you, one of the best gifts you can have is empathy to see where look at where people are coming from because yeah. you don't you don't take the time to understand who they are and where they're coming from and their perspective on things it's really hard for you to just convince people to do it your way and so you know it goes back to what you said about being able to motivate people um, by uh, you can't just tell them what to do you you got to be setting the example you got to let them know you care they don't care what you know until they know that you care sure 
And so that's one of the biggest things there is exercising empathy and learning through uh, to, that it's okay to make mistakes along the way. Yeah. And, and just own up to those and, and take responsibility. Yeah, we're going to learn from this. We're going to yeah. move on. It, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. It's funny I, when I try to help people. You know, and as far as in the real estate world, I was like, "Be okay failing," right? Like the you know, and I, I use the metaphor as far as riding a bike. You know, when you learn the bike, did you just hop on it and go? Right. No, you fell over and over and over yeah. again. And so, don't put this expectation on yourself of like when you're trying to learn something new or implement something new into your business. If it doesn't work the first time, that's okay. Keep failing. Keep falling. Exactly. You'll eventually learn. To, you know. Uh, and I think also allowing people or giving a, a space where people feel comfortable doing that and have that support system, though, then when they do fall, you're going to be right there. So exactly. Be, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's interesting. So I, I love people's take on things. So, yeah. What was the most rewarding part about the leadership role that you, you served while, while at the bank? And you still are in, in a lot of different ways. Still, I'll be carrying the flag, you know, until <laughs> till I die. But, um, you know, the, the We've probably already hit on most of the thing. The most rewarding part for me wasn't a title, wasn't a, it was the, the people I got to be involved with, both in t- internal in the bank, because I was surrounded by some incredible people, some really good people at what they do. But it offered me an opportunity to do these things that we've talked about community wise and all that I, I would have probably never had otherwise if I was working somewhere in an in a eight to five job. You know, uh, they allowed me to be involved in the community, to be a part of things. And, and that just it's rewarding, to, not in a self-serving kind of way, but just in a say, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of what's going on in our community to try to provide that. So we leave it better than we found it. Yeah. Yeah. With community, like how, how do you help build the community? Cause I feel like since COVID happened, we've lost sight of that in a lot of different ways, right? Like we don't have that strong community unless a disaster strikes, which community comes together. Right. You know, but how do we, how do we continue to encourage that? Yeah, that's, that's the challenge. It yeah. really is everything from, you know, people, quit going to school for a while and they came back and now you'd be surprised chronic absenteeism is a big problem and and the workforce went remote to a large degree and a lot of people didn't want to come back and and that's challenging because they can all still connect via social media and those sorts of things but that's not the real world and it's not where we live and it's not where you get conversation like this you know it's so i guess being out there and just encouraging people to do that is the way trying to set that example because it it is a challenge i feel like it's a pendulum that swung uh swung a little too far but i think i see it coming back some i see people wanting to be out and doing things more i want to i see people wanting to go back to the workforce and not wanting to just be alienated because we're we're creatures that were made to have relationships yes yeah i i completely agree with that and i think people Like for me personally, and maybe you can relate to this, is like when I go to a networking event, like I'm almost energized, right? Like I see people, like they're happy to see me. I'm happy to see them. Like it's just a good feeling, you know? And you you learn so much from each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and it's it's invaluable. I think the coffees you do, by the way, are great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a fun thing. This is the second year we started doing them, or we've kept – this is the second year of doing them. And it's been a really neat thing. And I think when it first started off, people had like a misconception of it, you know, like they thought it was like there was some type of bait and switch or agenda, or, you know, and that, that, you know, rightfully so, because yeah. a lot people of people always want to know where the hook is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I just kept trying to tell people like there is no hook. There is no catch. There is no anything like if you want to be in a room full of people that want to do better and want to give back and want to collaborate, this is the place to do it. Yep. 
you know, and I think it's, it's people, it's taken a year, but I think after that year, people finally realize that's really what it's about. And I think that's, uh, you know, going back to the community, that's, I was trying to brainstorm and find ways which I could bring people together, you know, because in the real estate industry and, you know, maybe not so much with the banking, but it's a very lonely environment, yeah. right? You know, but I'm sure you two crunch the numbers at night or what have you, it, it can, things can get yeah. lonely. And so it's like, how do I bring people together and, and, and bring that collaboration? So, well, know. and, and still the the great opportunity to meet somebody maybe you didn't have a relationship with somebody in this industry or this industry and now yeah. you know someone and so and, and yeah. that's where so much of what we do ends up from referral sources anyway yeah. knowing somebody that's oh yeah i know someone i know yeah. somebody that can do that for you let me here's a card or here's a- yes yes yeah like the, the longer i go on a business the real, more i realize yes you need to be able to do extremely good at what you do skill set needs to be high those things are important those are the fundamentals sure but at the end of the day it's relationships and it's caring about people and, and letting them know and I think that's yeah. it, it's an industry any industry you're right the the fundamentals the blocking and tackling of your specific whatever you yeah. do got to be there but at the end of the day we're all in the people business yep most everyone and so what you do you need to be able to form those relationships and work with those people if you're going to be successful at it you can get by with just the blocking and tackling but if you don't put those pieces together yeah. uh, to get to that next level then you're not going to achieve the success that you could your yeah. full potential yeah full potential is a thing you can you can get by you can have 50 60 80 percent of it, yeah, you know yeah. whatever it is 80 percent you can run ragged doing it like that but it's it's much easier when you got you know the relationships everyone's cheering you on you're cheering them on so yeah so if there's anything you could go back and do different in the banking industry would you i don't think so no? you know i enjoyed uh i enjoyed the time i had there i got the experience all aspects and areas of it. You know, I, when I started there, I was doing that night operator thing. I was cutting the grass after hours. I was doing whatever oh, really? I could to just, <laughs> and that's what I would encourage people. To, yeah, don't be afraid to show people you want to do something extra and don't ever, ever say, well, that's not my job. I don't want to learn as much as you can. I don't care what area it's in. If it's not your area and be willing to learn it yeah. because I was fortunate that they allowed me the opportunity to do that. And yeah. so you get that holistic approach of the business, not just, I know my area and I don't need to know anything else because that's all I want to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like a lot of uh, the younger generation comes into it automatically once that CEO position, right? They don't want to go through the steps. So what, what's your thoughts on yeah. that? <laughs> uh, that's funny. I could, As a young person, I remember at one of I, I got kind of caught. There was You couldn't create your own, but I'd taken one of our CEO's business cards and I whited out his name and had put my name on it as a, kind of a joke thing. And I got it back at the Christmas party with a little, <laughs> a little <laughs> poem. So I think it's okay to have that, um, definitely to have that ambition and that drive and that desire to want to be there. But you got to want to enjoy the process too. Like you said, you got to want to, pay your dues. And I think that is something that's kind of gotten lost on society. Now, everybody wants instant gratification and it's the world that we kind of portray on social media and everybody sees that everybody else's life looks better because they're just showing you the highlight reel, yeah. um, not showing you what they what their own journey looked like, where the struggles were. But so being willing to say, I'm going I'm to put in the time. And yeah. we're also, in a, it's a, the, one of the challenges with that is pe- people are so quick to want to jump to another i'm going from this job to this job to this job i was just never wired that way i started with one group liked the way they were treating me um i'll never forget one of them he said look if you're just looking for a job he said i'll give you a reference today and he said you could probably start out making more money yeah but if he's basically said if if you want a career something that's rewarding and potential um he said i'll tell you what i'd tell my own son i think you have a future here and and i believed in that and so i thought i'm going to be willing to work through that and um yeah you touched on a lot of different things there, and I think with the, the the process of it, I think people discount the growth you've experienced through that process, right? 
Because can you imagine yeah. you fresh out, like oh, no. all CEO, right? Yeah. With right. what I thought I knew, yeah. no, when <laughs> yeah, I knew exactly. nothing, that is absolutely right. Yeah. And, and by that same token, one of the things, I think it's important because we do live in more of a microwave society where everything's yeah. is to communicate with people and let them know where they are on that journey yeah. and to let them know, no, you are important. You have a future here. Yeah, encouragement, right? And encourage them to say, you know, because if, if you've got good people working with you yeah. uh, on your team, guess what? Other people are going to want them. Yes. constantly. Yeah. And so just making sure that they have that open door to say, look, if this happens, you know, talk to me first. Let, let's talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Let them know they feel valued. Exactly. Because right? that, that's really what I think people want more than anything is just know that they're appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's true at Kathy that said, you know how to tell the people that need encouragement, they're breathing. Yeah. And, and, and it's so true. Yeah. 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 I, I've never heard that. I like that. Yeah. I like well, that. It's the absolute truth. Yeah, for sure. So, well, man, I, uh, I, I, I think that, that the banking industry is a lot lot more complex than what people think, and it's a lot more community involvement than people think, you know? Um, and I think there, There's a lot of science on the backside, yeah. and, you know, the regulatory environment, the asset liability management, the interest rate risk, and all those things that you can crunch and do. Yeah. But then again, like we said, you got to marry that with the side that's more art of how yeah. you deliver. Of, of where you place yourself. And, and like I said, there are companies that they just want to be, we're, we're, we're an online offering. We're strictly for uh, technology and what people want and they don't want any interaction. And there are people out there like that, yeah. but we kind of position ourselves as the, you know, the people that do want that. Yeah. And I think after our conversation, they're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you saying, so we try to do the yeah. best at offering. Here's the technology if you want it. And yeah. if you don't want to see us, you don't have to. Yeah. But I think in like in a lot of roles and a lot of different businesses, People, when they do have a concern or they do have a question, they don't want to press nine, press eight. They, they want to, hey, this is – get a real person to talk to that can really give them an answer. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm one of the most aggravated people when I have to say representative, uh, representative. Oh, I know. Just sit there like, I want to talk to somebody, it, it, please. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's so important. That that's one of the things I push for in the – you know, when a buyer comes to a house and they're choosing the lender who they're going to get financed through – it's like pick somebody local, and I choose somebody local because normally you can pick up the phone and call yep. them, right? That's the most important thing in the process is communication because it's, it's a you've got 10, 12, 15 different companies working together to help you close on your property. Well, if none of them are in communication, yeah. boy, this is a mess. It's a coordination process <laughs> yeah, of that. It's You're a right. team effort. Yeah. It really yeah. is. And a lot of people don't realize that, that you know, the home inspector is just as important as the banker. The banker is all part of the, the process. The pest control company, like, yeah. you you know, the realtor, the lender, you know, I mean, just the attorney, there's all kinds of different people. I mean, if you have to have repairs on the property, the contractors, but it takes a group effort. And if you don't have a team that believes in communication and being able to pick yeah. up, the, I mean, you're not, it's a struggle. It is a struggle. And most deals in my experience have fallen apart because of lack of communication. Yeah, you know, right. One hand didn't know what the other one was doing. And so and people get quick to point the fingers oh, of that rather yeah. than say, oh yeah, I know somebody over there. I'll just give them a call. We'll, we'll iron this out quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's one of my pet peeves. I can't stand trying to get something. It's like not my job. Oh, yeah. that's a pet peeve of mine. Just to be helpful. You know, exactly. we're all trying to work towards the same goal here. So, but, but so, so, um, well, man, I guess that kind of wraps it up. I think we, we told a awesome. lot of, yeah. I've enjoyed talking with yeah, you today. Really. Yeah. I, I do want to ask you a couple okay. questions before we leave. Um, what's your favorite book, man? You a book reader? I am a book reader. Uh, yeah. Used to not be there as much, but uh, I would have to say probably the most recent one that I've really enjoyed is The Boys in the Boat. 
and a movie came out early right at Christmas time of it. The movie doesn't delve into nearly as much detail as is typically the case with the book, but uh, The Boys in the Boat tells the story of the uh, University of Washington's rowing team. Uh, and there, I mean, this is a bunch of ragtag, some country boys, this depression, post-depression era, um, and their bid. It's a true story. Uh, their bid to and to end up on the biggest stage competing in the Olympics against Hitler's Nazi Germany pre World War II teams who had been dominant and and uh, I won't spoil the ending for you but That's it's cool. a it's a really good story of perseverance hard work and uh, it, it's enjoyable. Do you read most books that are like uh, storytelling or like for me like it's always like some type of per- knowledge personal development. I, I, I like some of that and enjoy yeah. some of those but um, also like any of the adventure types into yeah. into thin air you know the yeah, story yeah. on the yeah. um, Everest um, uh, into the wild. Yeah. Uh, those kind of adventure Into books. The Wild's a good one. Uh, yeah. David Goggins, I don't know, you know the seal oh, that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah can't hurt me. And, yeah, uh, that's a good one. His, the the living with the seal one was great too. The kind of it's kind of documentary of a guy that uh, hired him to come live with him for thirty one days and train him. Oh, okay. You would enjoy it. It's basically just a little chronological journaling of what happens, but it, I'll have to pick that one up. It's a yeah. quick, easy read. It's really good. Okay. What's your uh, if you could have dinner with anyone, past, present, or future? Who would it be? Probably, uh, and this is, may seem like a boring one to some, but for the just for the common sense, knowledge, wisdom, and the color that he delivered it with, uh, Ronald Reagan. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. What 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 sport? Yeah, yeah. So that's always been a thing for you. Always admired him. I always or? admired him. Yeah. Actually, when I was uh, when I graduated high school, did a little funny thing. Is uh, there was no online all then. He was president. I, I sent an invitation to graduation to the White House. Um, uh-huh. I got a card back from Ronald did Reagan. You really? I got a graduation card. Still, still have it in memory. I, I, I do. That's yeah. awesome. Did he yeah. sign it? It's. I'm sure it may be some stamp thing, yeah. but uh, I'm sure it went through a process, and they said could be somebody that donated we don't know but but they were kind and sent it back and i was hoping that was what would happen that's so, awesome yeah. that really is cool what's your favorite food man thai food thai? Some, some good pad thai yeah oh, man where, where do you get it around here uh there's uh, of course we has got a couple of places there's a little place downtown and then the yummy thai and then over here in millbrook there's a place uh, what, which place 14 over there um, it's Banta. I, I go yeah. there a lot. Yeah. I was yeah. wondering if you yeah. were going all the yeah. way back from when it was the yeah. Thai place. Yeah, yeah. 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 I never pronounce it right. Patsu, Patsu. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's that's my go-to. It's really good. So uh, we got how you did it, but what is your why? And is it the same today <clears throat> as it was when you started? You know, and I think you and I had some conversation about this earlier. I had a, not long ago had a Facebook post that I'd made that, that said, uh, if, if the why is powerful, the how is easy. Yeah. And I was really thinking about that. And the next day in church, the, the speaker that we had there delivering the sermon it was basically finding your why. And obviously, uh, through the years, I think I've tried to always get that back to my true north. Um, yeah. my, my why, for the, a lot of part, being honest, was my family. I yeah. always wanted to be able to provide for, do for my children, uh, make them proud of me and the, the things that I do. And I've tried to do that. Um, but it always, I'm always reminded to go back to, you know, God's got to be the why. If I'm going to be what I should sure. be, I'm, I need to be here to honor and glorify Him. I need to be trying to live out a witness for Him. And so that's the why that I strive to always put first. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I think it's important to know your why and be crystal clear on it, you know, because otherwise you're just moving around blind. Yeah, it's like you, know? you have no compass. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And, and that quote really is power. Once you figure out the why and if it's powerful enough, It'll make the how easy. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you'll find a way. Yeah, yeah. I talk with a lot of people about that. You know, like if it's, you know, it's easy to pick up the phone and call somebody when the family's on the line, right? Exactly. It's very, very yeah. easy. 
So, well, awesome, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's, it's been on. an honor for me yeah. with all I appreciate it. Yeah.